Support for this podcast comes from WeWork. Today takes new ways of working, new measures toward health and safety, flexible terms to scale up and down, convenient spaces designed for focus and collaboration. It takes WeWork to take your business where you want it to go. WeWork. That's how tomorrow works. Visit WeWork.com slash tomorrow. Often imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to the B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. La Galdi. Never been stressed by hope. No, never been pressed by bitch. Murder and the money on my mind. My palm and my trigger finger itch, bitch. I've been in my bag, hopping out of jets. Been running shit, still in out of breath. Were you ass up face down this weekend, Denver? I played the fifth. No, Jack, I drink Oh, that was none of y'all's damn business. I know that's right. Um, yeah, that was Cardi. Wait, were you? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was. Oh, okay. Actually, all it, right. It did happen at one point. Okay. Um, well, you know, that's what weekends are for. Yeah, weekend is the whole situation. <laughs> that was that Joe and Cardi and, and somebody else. This other guy. I, I mean, he's he's major. I just, he is, I just don't, I don't like him on that song at all. I always stop it right there. hype though. He is too hype. Too hype. Too hype. I can't. I wish that's what I wish I like. I had like really paid attention in Spanish class because I want to know what he's saying. I know he's saying something hype. It's like, I was like, okay. So, um, what happened this weekend? I went to Palm Springs. Okay. It was hot as hell. What'd you say? I stayed at a hotel called the Rowan. Okay. It's new? It's new. It's new. It's a Kempton hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's the whole complex is new. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice, except for one thing. They have an infestation of bugs. What? What kind? All of Palm Springs. So it's like these little black bugs that are crawling everywhere. And they move really slow. And they just, from what I understand, it rained. Mm-hmm. At some point this year or last year or whatever, and it hatched them all at once. And so they're just li- literally the place is crawling with them. Oh my God. And I mean, they're on the walls, they're on, <gasps> they're on the bed. <laughs> it was a lot. It's, it's, okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So and they're just like, oh, these bugs are here. Y'all just got to do. Exactly. They have like brochures and pamphlets to try to tell you about them and that they're harmless. And if you just pluck them away. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting outside for dinner at one point and a bug literally crawled in my ear. Mm-mm. And, you know, we do those say what, say what now, now. Right. about bugs in your ears and your eyes and all this stuff. And I was thinking about myself, like, what if this bug crawled in my ear cavity and then tried to get into my brain? Like, I was, like, I lost So did it. you go to the ER? What'd you do? I didn't. I just took it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I caught it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And that's I'm like, a, that's crazy. I thought it was my hair at first. I was like, no, that's a bug. Shit. So, but I love the hotel. Mm. We had an amazing day on on the rooftop, and it was nice. I had a little cabana, and it was just really simple and small. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do, like, the Ace Hotel party turn up, yeah. a whole bunch of people, dirty water. I'm not trying to do that. However, you know, there were no bugs during the day at the on the roof, but at night, they just, like, get to, get to moving. <laughs> <laughs> they just get to going. No, it reminds me when I used to go to Destin, when I used to live in Georgia. Um, the hotels, they have um, things for jellyfish. Saying it's jellyfish season, be careful. They're just everywhere, and you just kind of have to deal with it. Right. Um, I still got stung. Yeah. But and, and, but the thing is, I you know because I'm the highest level with um, ISG Spirally or whatever, mm-hmm. and I told him I was like, you know, I really love the property. I love all the amenities. It's really well done. The design is great. But these bugs are unacceptable. There's no way you're gonna make me feel like this is something I, I just have to deal. I with. just have to deal with. No, I'm not. Like I don't deal with bugs in my bed. Right. I don't care if it's a cockroach or a harmless. Well, I would care if it's a cockroach, but <laughs> but they kind of look like the bug. Little black bugs look kind of like cockroaches. So can they not like extinguish or spray or put trial? You know what they do. For I don't know. I think it's just so many of them. Mm. I mean, this literally Palm Springs is like under siege. God. 
like every place, like every place you go to eat everywhere, it has them. And I guess it's a catch 22 because if you were to spray the harsh chemicals to kill the bugs and mm-hmm. then that somehow caused some type of allergic reaction or some type of respiratory failure in a hotel guest, right? That would be worse than a well, quote forbid those from. bugs don't get like a Zinka type thing where they just have this disease. And so you got to be careful because all these bugs are everywhere with it, this disease. Like all it takes is one. Exactly. Yeah, it was nice it was that. It was just shocking. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is, would be perfect had it not been for this. Okay. Um, I did check out the, the Palm Springs gazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very limited. It is a little street. What is it, East Arenas or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I love that little it's, strip. Yeah, it's very so. limited. It's, it, it reminds you, I have been reminded to appreciate what L.A. has to offer. Yeah. We get used to it. We get over it. But when you go and visit other places, you're like, oh. There was one bar I walked past last time I was there. And I kid you not, mm-hmm. everybody was over the age of 65. It was like the gay ARP. Oh, my God. And it was like, yeah. is this where people go to just, you know, pass the time until they pass on? Yeah. Like, it was the craziest I mean, that's thing. what some people say. I mean, there's a lot of people live in Palm Springs. It's like, you know, it's where gays go to die. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like, they get older, they move there. Kind of like certain parts of Florida for older that's people. That reminds me of the Florida of California. Yeah. But it was it's of, interesting LA. that it was a good mix of age groups when I was there. Mm. That was, you know, it was, you know, quite interesting. And the food was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a you know, what we were in and out. We came like went on Friday night, came back um Sunday morning, you know, it was the whole thing. Yeah, I love Palm Springs. I do want a house there at some point. Yeah. I mean it's nice like a nice little getaway. Mm-hmm. I think and the that, energy's different and it's calming and it's yeah. I think that would be what um would need to happen the next time I go to Palm Springs. Would be like rent a house, have your own vibe, mm-hmm. cook food. You know, if it's some goddamn bugs, I will be spraying the hell out of them. Right. I will Smacking be. Them. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I ain't. You know, like the the pesticides. I can, can see it, you now with the rage. Uh huh. I mean, pesticides can affect you know your ability or pregnancy issues, mm-hmm. whatever. But I ain't have no kids, so <laughs> I will be lighting them <laughs> bugs up. So what did you do this weekend? Uh, so Saturday was my friend Dion. He, it was his birthday. He does an annual um, catfish and Hennessy thing downtown so i went to that ate catfish drank hennessy had a really good time saw some people uh and there was a fire as we were leaving we were going down the stairs and the fire alarm was going off and nobody could hear it in the party because the dj was going uh so you walk into the hallway there's just smoke everywhere alarms going beep 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 so i'm texting my group like hey so now would be a good time to leave because i think something's on fire so as we're walking out the fire truck pulls up and like all these firemen get out and start running upstairs and i was like you know well that was fun. Time to go. Time to go. Uber's here. Got in the car. Left. Didn't hear anything about it. And then went to Everyday People yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Saw a bunch of people. Drank a lot of tequila. How was Everyday People? Um, Yesterday was really fun. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was just really fun yesterday. And, you know, they do it every month. And sometimes you go and it's just a lot. And you're kind of like, oh, I'm ready to go. But yesterday was really fun. With some friends in town. Did the whole L.A. thing. You know, everybody's like, there's no black people in L.A. Well, they're, they're, no, no, you just got to figure mm-hmm. out where they go. Yeah. And I they heard, were there yesterday. I heard that um, everyday people are in talks with um, Live Nation. They, Live Nation's thinking about buying them. Mm. That's interesting. That would be interesting. I remember when it first started. I was like, oh, what is that? You know, and oh, it's kind of just grown and grown. Well, because you remember the venue that they started it at, the mm-hmm. DL was one that we were going to do for, um, what's his name? Roleblade Show. Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, we found this venue and it's great and it's a perfect place to have a party. They didn't want to give us that venue. And then I say, like, three weeks later, they were having a party in that venue. Exactly. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chef Roble is one of the people who founded Everyday People, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That's cool. So, yeah, it was a good time. Nice to have a vibe. It was. It was. So let's get into these topics. The love <laughs> so we just go straight to the exclusive of the week? Yeah, I think we should go straight <laughs> into the exclusive of the week. Um... <laughs> So once again, you know, me minding my business so on good old Friday and I start, my phone starts, you know, getting some texts and the texts are about Jesse Smollett. Juicy Smollett. Juicy Smollett, as David Lodgeville <laughs> says. Um, and so, yeah. So basically, Jesse and his sister, Journey, are shopping a movie about a brother and sister wrongly accused. <laughs> I'm sorry, just the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, it's so outrageous. I just, mm-hmm. I don't even know. And right after um, Dave Chappelle's show came out, 
um, Jesse's PR team released a statement as well, mm-hmm. saying that Jesse, every iota of his claim can be backed up with evidence. Well, where? So this happened before this. I think what's happening is the delusion, the absurdity, the whatever place that he was in when he made these allegations is very apparent that he's still there. Mm. Because you have to be delusional to think that we would want to see anything from you or your sister about, or anything right now in general. We don't want to see nothing from you. You need to go to rehab. You need to have a moment. You need to like come back and be like, I lost my mind for a second, but I'm back. I'm sorry. Everything's better. Mm. Then you can slowly work your way back into our consciousness, but you're not going to just like parlay off your life into a movie. And then you try to bring down journey with you. And I understand like supporting your family, but I wish the journey would just leave this alone. Because right now you're still in our good graces. Don't get tangled up in this web for your brother. I mean, she was kind of in our good graces. I mean, she, I mean, I, well, she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. So, like, I mean, so I'm saying, so I mean, I don't know whether to put her in my good graces or not because I just like, I, I did not see it for her. I didn't see it for her either. She was just there. Mm-hmm. Like she was making a move. Like, you know what I mean? She was just becoming a part of that clique. Yeah. I liked her. And was that True Blood she was in for a minute? For Didn't a second. Like a guest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she got, yep. Yeah. I just, I wonder if, if the movie is going to have a reenactment of the enactment of the crime. You know, like, are you going to act the acting? Are you going to do it, like, stage it again? Well, if they do do that, it can't be Jesse to play it because he can't act. Mm. They can get the brothers again. They clearly did a good job. Because if he's going to get up there and act like he did on Good Morning America. <laughs> you know, so, somebody put that in my timeline the other day. And I was watching it again just off of shits and giggles. And I was like, wow. Now that we like, now that we have context, I was like, you got up there and showed your whole ass. Yeah, that was his one moment to prove that he had the the chops. Mm-hmm. That's the moment when you really show that you are an actor. You get up there and you get the crying. And they just get to go away. They just get to get away with it. They they, <laughs> they punch me and I punch their ass back. Mm-hmm. He crying at the wrong parts. How you gonna cry <laughs> at the end? like what? Yeah. <clears throat> so basically they are shopping a movie. Um, it They're looking for directors and, you know, I have a direct source with that information. So, and I love like, you know what I love about our exclusives most of the time is that our exclusives are so, they come so from out of like right field. They're just random. That people can't even, they can't, you know what I mean? They can't even mm. try to like pretend like it was theirs. Well, speaking of left field, Mm-hmm. Kalani and YG are dating. Interesting, and I did not see that coming. I don't. I don't know what Kalani's doing. Is it? Is I don't it know she's she an interesting. She's just an interesting spirit. It just. Is she just. It just feels like she just flows like the breeze. And apparently, she, she just you know, had a baby. Just had a baby with her gender fluid friend, and he popped off. He popped off on Instagram or Twitter or somewhere basically saying that he never identified as gay. He's definitely not her gay best friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you guys really want to know what's up, all you got to do is ask. I'm like, what? Because before, weren't you, wasn't that like the whole thing? He was, you know, pansexual or bisexual. And that was, you know, part of their story and her story. And then YG had a baby, what, five months ago? <clears throat> and so now they're just canoodling fashion week. It sounds like a PR stunt to me. Like, I don't buy it one bit. You mean to tell me that all of a sudden photographers are following around Kalani? <laughs> when has that ever happened in the history of Kalani's career? Ever. Now they know where she's staying and they're waiting outside for her and YG to just come outside? Right. And then the one thing that took me out was if someone was saying, like, oh, you all acting like y'all surprised that YG and Kalani are together. Meanwhile... Y'all didn't notice these church loafers oh, in the back. <laughs> these church loafers in the back of our pictures. <laughs> Who else will be leaving? <laughs> I, I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's so true because YG wears these church loafers and he be crip walking on them and stomping <laughs> and scuffing up, scuffing up the. <laughs> they need to make a sound like the um that little meme oh, that the they made videos? the squeaky videos. They yes. need to do one to YG dancing. Yes, they really should. I I don't know. I just I mean I I love her music mm-hmm. I think that she's just it comes across to me that she's just a little bit all over the place when it comes to relationships and and we all well, are she, to a certain extent she had like the depression and the suicide yeah. and the you know she had not attempt you know like all yeah. that whole thing that was going on but with the NBA player with guy. next door and the other guy who was involved in that I can't remember but you know 
I just I wonder if part of that mentality is kind of playing into the rush into this whole. Mm-hmm. And then she also dates women too, right? Because I was listening to her new album and she was talking about a girl, I think. Mm-hmm. And now she's with YG. And then you kind of factor in postpartum and like what it does. You know, I just feel like there's a lot going on in her head right now. Yeah. And her bed, apparently. Yeah. And that led her to YG. YG. <laughs> well, good for them. I mean, if they're happy, I just hope it's healthy. I, it's so much going on in the world. I just can't. I can't. And yeah. going back to the Dave um, Chappelle. Chappelle story. I mean, um thing he did on netflix people have been asking me what my opinion has been on it mm-hmm. and honestly i watched it and i was numb like mm-hmm. i mean not, like numb like it did you know it's like the shock value that other people may still be able to absorb mm-hmm. it didn't absorb to me yeah it didn't really move me either way either i mean i thought it yeah. was funny i yeah. laughed but i didn't it didn't and i felt bad for laughing but i laughed it didn't personally move me anywhere it's like on a daily basis, we are bombarded with so much news and things and stories that I feel, really do feel like has desensitized us. Mm. Like, or at least it desensitized me because mm-hmm. this is the business that we do. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, it takes a lot to really shock me. It takes a lot for me to march on Washington. Mm-hmm. It'll take a lot for me to be like, I'm really upset. I cannot believe. I don't even know what to boycott. Maybe neither. I don't know what to, I don't know what to get mad about. I'm definitely not going to get mad about Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't have the bandwidth to worry about him or whatever the case may be. And, you know, he, the stuff that he said said about the LGBT community, you know, it was just, I have become to expect it to be a bit much from him. Mm -hmm. And especially with his, you know, he had some connection with a transgender, transsexual woman. They were dancing or something, you know, something Mm -hmm. was happening. Remember that whole thing that he Mm -hmm. had? And so I kind of expect that type of, you know, because of that, I think mm-hmm. he's going to continue to mention it and kind of like normalize it, if you will, in a way, in a way. Yeah. And then picking back from that, we got to talk about the man. Malik Yoba. Yeah. Malik oh, Yoba boy. from Empire, who decided out of nowhere that he's going to tell us that he is attracted to both cisgender and transgender women. Right. Okay. So for me, it feels like he did that and said that to get in front of some accusations that were going to come. Mm-hmm. Somebody was going to spill the tea mm-hmm. and it was going to come out. I, for years, have heard that about him. And it's not a negative thing. We're mm-hmm. not saying it's negative. But in this world, you cannot pretend a thing's a thing. It is a thing mm-hmm. in terms of, like, in our society, especially in the black community, you know, if you if you are a black man and you choose to date a trans woman... It's going to be a thing, mm-hmm. especially if you are a celebrity. Being, you know, being gay as a black celebrity, like Little Nas was talking about, mm-hmm. is still a thing. It's a thing. So I'm not going to sit here in a show or any time and feel like I can't call a thing a thing. Yes, in a hypothetical world, it wouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. But this is not a hypothetical world. No. The reality is him dating or or have a preference for, from what I understand, is a thing. Mm-hmm. And he came out on his Instagram and said it, and he did it in, under the under the disguise of, I'm supporting this guy mm-hmm. who killed himself because he was being bullied for announcing that he was in a trans relationship. But however, as you got to the part of, oh, I love, you know, you said mm-hmm. that for a reason. And I think he, I, it feels like to me, especially with the things and information that are coming out and how he's acting, that it was not necessarily something that he wanted to put out there. Correct. And the video he used of the guy, it was maybe like a two week old story. So he just randomly found that clip one day and woke up and was like, you know what? I'm going to say this on today. I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. Not buying it at all. And then the depth of the allegations that came out from a woman named Mariah who says that she, he uh, had sex with her when she was, what, 13 and 16? And tried again? I don't. It's not a coincidence to me at all. Right. At all. It's not. And so then, after those allegations, he went on Instagram and gave some freestyle, some spoken word, basically saying, you believe it with no evidence, and blah, 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 and deleted it. And I'm just like, that's not what you do. And he also deleted the original post. Yeah. So I I actually, before coming here, I was going to go look at it to refresh myself on the situation, and it's gone. It's gone. It's it's been removed. Oh, in the midst of that, the mother of two of his kids came out and was like, hey, this is cool and all, but why would you tell the public this before you even have this conversation with your own kids? Right. Especially considering you're in a trans relationship right now. Mm. Or a relationship with a trans woman. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, 
that's kind of yeah that's no how do you do that right something is wrong <laughs> something's going on something's going on and something is what you, the older i get the more i see more and more similarities in people and how they mm-hmm. act and things and mm-hmm. it's and it's nothing wrong with being with a trans woman or a trans man but it is something wrong with being with a trans woman or a trans man that's underage correct <laughs> and I feel like what he did there was like he tried to co-mingle it, you know, try to make mm-hmm. it trans so it wouldn't be the underage, underage. thing mm-hmm. wouldn't have as much of the attention it would normally get. Do mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so that's what happened. He <clears> just he said, I'm going to just muddy the waters and just make this a thing before that can be a thing. Mm-hmm. That's really what it feels like, because we didn't need to know the information from him. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I mean, I know I saw certain members of the trans community were praising him for, you know, coming out and saying this. But is this something that if you, I feel like it could be done in a different way. Yeah. You know, if you want to come out and say that, we'll say, okay, I'm in a relationship with someone that I love. Thank you. And we are together. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. No, he He didn't. He did not do that at all. What he did was like, I'm trying to cover myself for what's I'm going to get ahead of it. That's what it feels like to me. feels like to me. And people oftentimes do that. They try to get ahead of things. They try to like, mm-hmm. they know something's coming and they, oh, they're being extorted. And this is what I'm going to do to make it go away. Oh, didn't go away. Did not go away. Right. <laughs> you know who did go away? Who? Nicki Minaj. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> she ain't going well, away. Kind of. She kind of went away. She said she's retiring from music to have a family with a convicted rapist. I just hope that she like gets to the place she needs to get in terms of spiritually, mentally, all of that. And that part of that is going to be, they're going to leave that stuff alone. Cause you're on like, you're on something to make you act like that. It's yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, you can see her, like her, you know, manic moments and her like mm-hmm. depressive moments and they mm-hmm. go back and forth and it's a whole situation. And like, and it feels like right now she's trying, she's mad that, the people won't accept or support, including her own fans, this guy that she chose to be with. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so, because of all the people you could be with, this is the person you're going to be with. I feel, I feel like she's a convicted getting, felon. I feel like she's getting black China. Yeah. Like, I really do. I mean, it's a very similar situation. They're going to get married. She's going to pop out a baby. He will be tied to her for the rest of his life. He doesn't really have anything going for himself nope. outside of her. Yep. So this is the come up of all come ups. Yeah. Other than walking around in her videos with a gun hanging out of his pocket. And how is a convicted felon going to have a gun that's Thank registered you. to Nikki? Thank I you. bet that gun is registered to Nikki. Yeah, and I thought he was talking about that. And then he's going to so. catch a body on it. Yeah. And then it's going to be under Nikki's name. And they all going to get caught up in that shit. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. Because she thinks she acts like it's, it's cute that he's aggressive and... And has these ill-fitting shirts. Yeah, and acting like he's going to do something. You know, like he gonna do something to somebody. He he might be the one to get done too. Yeah, that's the thing about the streets. You can't be like you don't own the streets. You don't run the streets. No, is he like, is he like your man or your bodyguard? Guard, right? I, I'm confused. She's like, baby, <laughs> lady, oh stop, no, don't do that, around. don't do that. No, let me tell you what it means. Like, it's so high school. It's very high school, and it's and it screams like a person who's been in abusive relationships, Ooh, how they I, act. I was going to touch on it, but you said it. Yeah, it screams that. It's very you much so. It. And the alarms are going off. The, <laughs> the sirens <laughs> are going off as I said it. It does. It screams yeah. like she she acts like a person who's been in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. before. And I don't know currently, but I'm just saying that's how you act. Like how he acts, what he's doing is not something that is attractive. Mm. And, and it doesn't feel healthy to me. No. A man walking around with a gun out of his pocket is not attractive. You That's why you got security. Right? That's a, if you. That's why you got security. I mean, anyway. She said, and the thing is, it's like, I just feel like Nikki has been feeling that pressure. She was out for a minute and there was no real competition. And now there's some real pressure. Mm-hmm. Cardi brought the it's heat. It's getting to the best. It's getting there. Cardi brought the heat. Megan is just, you know, people love Megan. She's like the people's choice champ right now. <laughs> driving the boat all over the place. <laughs> and it's just, and it, it's not stopping. Like Cardi's not stopping. It's like, it's not, it's like you either have to accept it and move on or be bitter and retire. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Nikki can still do Nikki. 
She can still, she has her fans. They're going to support her on some level. She can do her tour. She can do whatever she wants to do. But like, just focus on you. That's the problem with a lot of people in this world. We, and, and, and not even a lot of people, it's just social media sets you up to be comparing yourself to other people. Instead of focusing on what you're doing, why you want to do it, yeah. and the blessings that you have. And that's real. And I have to check myself from time to time. Oh, I'll be looking at stuff and I was like, I don't even have the energy to go do that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, these people be up there fronting front of Instagram. Instagram and social media in general is a front. It's a real, it's honest to God, is I see these people that people see on Instagram and every other place in person. And I'm telling you, it's nothing about their life, nothing about how they look is consistent with what you see on their social media. Mm. That's real motherfucking talk. Okay. There ain't no hate here. It's just the truth. It's just like people just present this facade on Instagram and other places. And what we also are seeing in other celebrities and in our friends and in our family is that it does have an effect on you. If you're constantly looking at something that comes across as perfect and comes across like they never have a bad day and comes across like they have so much money and everything great is happening to them. Meanwhile, in your life, things are going the real shit, the real shit happening. You taking blow after blow after blow. It can't do anything but affect your self-esteem and what you think of yourself, especially if you are a person who are, is younger, mm. you know what I mean? Like just becoming aware of a lot of things and, or dealing with already, you have types of issues going on, mental issues and things of that nature. Mm. And you just see this whole, everybody's trying to be like online. I'm perfect. <laughs> My life is great. My teeth are white. And not only am I perfect, you a bum bitch. Like, like <laughs> they literally people will be like, "Ha ha, my life's so great, and you're poor." Yeah, you get what I'm saying? No, it's real. And so, I think that you see that happens happening on many different levels, and mm-hmm. don't think that it doesn't happen to celebrities too. Where in terms of they compare themselves to each other, they see opportunities that one celebrity is getting and they're not getting or opportunities they would have gotten if that person in their head mm-hmm. opportunity, they would have gotten if that person didn't exist or wasn't on the scene. Mm-hmm. But I never, you have to remind yourself not to think that way. What God has for you is for you. And that is true. No matter who you are, nobody can take what's mine. And if they did, it would didn't belong to me. No way. Right? Right. No, you're right. And, but they don't, these people, these celebrities become celebrities and they haven't went through the spiritual life lessons. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you take that with the people who are gassing them up constantly. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a bad combination. Yeah. And I think thing it's so many things going on, but I was just like, I hope she, I hope she recognizes that she does have talent. I hope she recognizes that she does not have to compare herself to other people and I hope she recognizes that there is true love out there and you don't have to get it from a convicted felon that is very aggressive and have guns hanging out his pocket. You yeah. don't need that to feel like you got a good man. Right. Well, I just want to say that if, you know, if this is what she wants and that she, you know, does want to have this family and she does want to have this baby, that I hope that it all goes well and that I hope that the baby or whatever she feels like she needs, she'll get and mm-hmm. then it'll help yeah. know, bring her back to yeah. Reality. That's what I heard. And you can't, you can't, we can't sit here and act like Cardi having that old cute baby. <laughs> Culture is so cute. Cardi, you know, Cardi got, she got the man, she got the baby, married, the, career, the yeah. baby, the career. She's, you know, she also has this whole bilingual thing that's really mm-hmm. in, in style right now where people are doing like rap and it's like some rap and some, some Spanish. Latin, and yeah. it's like a whole moment that Cardi can own because Nikki kind of tried to do a little bit of some of that, but Cardi owns it because she's fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. That's her culture. So it's just one of those things where I feel like it's just trying to pretend like it's not in response to that, but it is. Instead of just truly being like, I'm great. I'm one of the people who helped pave the way and I'm just going to just accept that. Here's today's STEM tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Hewlett Packard Enterprise. At CDW, we get modern servers need to be flexible, flexible scalable, and predictable. I predicted you'd say that. <clears throat> okay, what would I say next? Probably something about server security. Impressive and freaky. CDW can implement secure Hewlett Packard Enterprise Gen 10 servers that improve speed and performance while reducing, while reducing costs. 
See Predictable. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. I predict a web address. CDW.com slash HPE. I'm in your mind, man. There's so many people in this world doing so many things. How could you possibly spend your time trying to keep up with what somebody else is doing? Really, other than us, we do it because this is what we get paid to do. And even that's a lot. Right. But in my real <laughs> life, I'm not concerned. No. I've never been concerned with what other people. It's always been somebody that I have been compared to or somebody new coming on the scene. But only by the grace of God, I have stayed. I've seen people come and go. That's a part of life. You know, true, one day true. I may go, you know, but I think I'm favored. You know, like <laughs> there's favor over me in my life and on what's meant for me. And Amen. so... I'm not concerned about that. Like, why would you be concerned about that? There's like, how many, you know how many fucking people on this earth? A lot. And they fucking it up too. So people are pissed <laughs> about things that may not even be an issue. In about five years. About five years. We ain't got no fish. We ain't have no forest. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's on fire. Amazon's on fire. The Africa's on fire. Everywhere's going to be hot like Palm Springs with a little black buzz crawling all over. Black. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> So I guess we should move into this. Uh, Jay-Z and the NFL. We saw their first work. And they are going to be selling us t-shirts in the name of change. Yep. And Megan Trainer. (laughs) And Megan Trainer. And Meek Mill, right? I mean, you know, I don't know why I laugh so much. Because everything to me is so crazy. It's just, I have to laugh. Otherwise, it's like, what else do you do? It's It's like certain people that... They feel like they are protected. Mm. Jay Z and Beyonce feels like they are protected. They can just do what they want, and they. I'm saying they because that's our husband. They are a unit, and I also find it really interesting too that Beyonce does hasn't said anything about this. Beyonce has not been a part of the announcement or whatever. I wonder if there is some type of discord in regards to that because Beyonce in recent years have be- become very, very much an activist mm-hmm. and sending messages and her being and, good and her HBCU scholarships. Yeah, very and, pro-black and, you know, she did the whole HBCU halftime band show. That is, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the moment. And so now to have Jay-Z come out and to have a, a I would say a majority of black people are looking at him side-eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, the rollout, everything about it was just not where it needed to be in general. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the best you can do is come out and you can give sell us T-shirts. Right. So if you missed it, uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation, they're going to be selling merchandise and the proceeds, some of the proceeds are going to be donated to uh, Inspire Change and organizations that they work with to help combat like social justice and reform and stuff like that. Only for it to be revealed that one of the organizations has some weird history with Trump and like cutting black kids dreadlocks off and saying all lives matter. So I really don't know what's going on in the Jay-Z household, but it's not where it needs to be. I just don't think they were prepared for this. Mm -mm. I don't, I think that sometimes, once again, I do believe people get ahead of themselves. People Mm -hmm. are delusional and delusion goes in many different ways. It's like, it's a lot of craziness going on. It's like Jay-Z is doing this thing without even talking to Kaepernick from the very beginning. That's where it should have started. Mm -hmm. And Kaepernick and the movement and all the people associated with it should have been there from the beginning of those secret behind the doors talks that he was having with these rich white owners of these NFL teams. Right. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Then also people are acting great. Like I don't, what is going on with Kanye and this cult that he's creating? <laughs> it is a cult. It's not cool. I'm not condoning it. It's not, it's not, it's like, what are you going to do? Are you repurposing gospel music? Are you repurposing our religion? And then you going through people. I saw a video uh, recently where he was like, parting them like he's Moses in the fucking Red Sea. Like he's going through like doing like little hand movement and the people are moving back like, oh, like it's like he has, <laughs> like he's Jesus or he's Moses and he's parting the black people so he can get to the stage. Like this is weird. Yeah. Partying in domes, like having these worship services in these domes that look like damn spaceships or pimples. Like the the world is like the world has gone insane. Like it's insane. And then people think they don't have to explain themselves because they're rich. Mm. I don't have to explain myself to you. Jay-Z saying, I don't got to explain myself to you. Kanye say, I can come in here and just take over and disrespect gospel music and mix it with all this. Boom, da, boom, da, boom. That's what my mama call it. Boom, da, boom, da, boom, See, da, boom, da, boom, da, boom. Remixes. I just don't understand the congregation of it all. That's where I'm like, mm. the, the gospel, music I'm fine with. It's, it's just you. He is in every way coming in and just making it 
not what it is. And it all goes to his ego. Oh, that's for sure. It all goes to his ego. ego. If your ego thinks you can come in and do this and it will be okay with everybody. That's the ego. Mm. Your ego thinks that you can go and part people like uh, hundreds and hundreds of people. You just going through like a little, like he was like, literally the hand movement is absurd. I have to see it. I haven't seen it. It's like a little, like, I don't know, like a dwarf hand movement. He's like sitting there moving them. Like, and they like, people moving back. Like, uh, uh, uh." (laughs) like he's nowhere near a Jesus. Or he already calls himself Jesus. Jesus. So we we see this shit coming. Yep. And we play into it. And then he thinks he's Jesus. He thinks he's Jesus. He thinks that he is chosen. If you don't sit your <laughs> black ass down somewhere and go back to Chicago and open that foundation up and do what you need to do <laughs> by your mama. It is cra- it's crazy. It's like we are living and like I really do believe that we might be in the last days because it is straight up foolishness. All I know is Parkwood would never... <laughs> Beyonce was like, you know what, Jay Z, that that's gonna be your side. My side, we're just gonna stay over here. Yeah, but how's that gonna happen? I don't know. You know, Beyonce is gonna perform in the Super Bowl. She's gonna come back. It's gonna be a rock, a rock nation's greatest hits. And then what? I don't just. Know. But but that still doesn't make the movement go away. I know. And that's the thing about it. that's what he thought that could be. And I guess he kind of like. People are underestimating us in terms of how strongly we feel about young black men and women being killed on a daily basis in these streets. They think that, oh, we can just easily be appeased by taking one of our, you know, biggest celebrities and having them kind of blur the lines, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, people, that's a technique. So that's what's happening here. Like mm-hmm. the NFL is bringing in Jay-Z and all his acts and people that people love to say, no, the NFL is good again. Right. It's great. It, it's not it's safe to play in the Super yeah. Bowl halftime show now because everything's all good. Right. It's not a bunch of white slave owners owning these, these black slaves we have who Jay-Z are now. literally getting brain damage from hitting themselves against each other day after day after day after day. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So, and they feel like they own them. They These owners of these NFL teams feel like they own these athletes. And so, and in addition to that, Kaepernick was protesting, you know, the main reason why he was protesting was because of what was happening in the streets to bring attention to the injustice of people being killed. Mm-hmm. And to disrespect all of that without talking to him and his people and the movement in general. It's like, he could have talked to anybody really that were involved with black lives matter with the, you know, the movement and the things that Colin, Colin was trying to bring um, attention to. And that would have made it somewhat better. But in my head, as far as I'm concerned, if I don't see Kaepernick playing, nothing Jay-Z will do or has done will have worked. Mm. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I need to see his ass back on the field, period. My question is still, to affect change, you know, Jay-Z's a billionaire. What did he necessarily need the NFL for? Right. I mean, think about it. If you wanted to donate to these causes, you can. It's not like you don't own champagne or whatever it is, and you don't have all these, you know, other business adventures going on. Like, I just don't understand why the NFL needed to be involved. Mm. I don't get it. Because it was a check, and... He knew and wanted to do exactly what the NFL wanted to do was to confuse us. Like you don't need the NFL to sell merchandise. You don't need the NFL to donate to inspire change. You don't need the NFL to do any of this. Right. But you chose the NFL. And that's the issue that I have. Right. And he did it. But we all know why he did it. Yeah, the business move. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been known that about Jay-Z. But people don't see it. Like, it's just people just choose to see what they want to see because, oh, well, you know, that's the husband of my faith, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of it's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and it's just that's the part of why how I can look at uh, a Dave Chappelle show and not have a reaction because this type of stuff is happening on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the other week, we were trying to decide whether or not we were going to boycott Equinox and Soul Cycle. Yeah, what happened to that? I'm I'm still working on it, Equinox. I'm just saying, what happened to it? Yeah. What's the update? Other than they he did, in fact, do the fundraiser. And now Equinox is donating a bunch of money to charity. Oh, really? That's yeah. what's happened? That's the update? Yeah. Okay. Equinox, they're donating, I think, a million dollars. And the, the members get to choose which of the four organizations that they've picked. That just a million? To. I want to say like a million, four million, ten oh, okay. million. I don't know. It's some money. But... 
I just don't. I, I just is. I just don't know what to take it. What to do? It's too much going on. Um, and you have Chrissy Teigen calling Trump a pussy ass bitch on the internet. Pussy ass <laughs> bitch. The president, like mm-hmm. the actual president of the United States, because the is president in a Twitter feud with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yep, and just because some documentary or something that was on MSNBC. John Legend was a part of, mm-hmm. and he didn't like it. it was something about what was it criminal? It was criminal reform. justice reform, and the president feels like the documentary didn't give his administration enough credit mm. in what they've done to help you know prisoners and whatever. But they did show John Legend and some other people. Yeah, Chrissy wasn't even in it in it at all. But the he, president felt the need to bring her name up, and she called him a pussy ass bitch because mm. he called. He said in the thing something about your your foul mouth, your filthy mouthed wife. wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that you can just the our fact pre- that the president, president of the United States is on Twitter talking about someone's wife or just engaging in this you know back and forth feuds with random different people on random he he on any given day he can have eight to ten meltdowns on Twitter mm-hmm. and that's our new normal. What what do we do but laugh? I don't know. Like some something has to give. The universe needs to respond. <laughs> no, don't say that. Wait, wait now. The universe needs to do something. Something has got to give. Like something has got a, a push has come to a shove. We have got to do something about this. Every day I'm tired of looking at the news and it's just foolishness. Yeah. Foolishness. Fox News is as biased as it gets. And even on the liberal side, it's biased too. It's like, it's like, I don't, I said the other day in the car, I need to start listening to like the BBC or something. The BCC. What is it? <laughs> The uh, yeah, the BBC, yeah, okay, it's not Big Black Hawk, it's, it's the, <laughs> no, the, the British, British Broadcasting Broadcast channel. channel, okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, 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 I know that one, I know that from is it? Wait, am I confused? No, wait, stop, <laughs> but it's the same acronym, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Are we gonna talk about Kevin Hart in this car accident? Yeah, we can talk about Kevin Hart in a car accident. Kevin um, Hart got in a car accident and broke his back, he fucked his back up. Mm-hmm. So he he got a car for his fortieth um, birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a blue older model car, and as you know, technology back in those days did not have all the safety mechanisms that they have now. And so his car, regardless of who was driving, went down a ravine, and Kevin was in it. And because they only have it had a seatbelt, and they were wearing seatbelts, but it was just around the waist. It did not have a strap from the shoulder to the waist. And so from what I understand, and that that car specifically had been known in his time to, in car accidents, cause those type of injuries that Kevin and the driver of the car sustained. Mm. And so Kevin um, fractured um, three of his vertebrae in his back um, in the um, thoracic cavity and one in the lumbar cavity. So it was four of them total that were basically fractured means crushed. And so they had to go in there and fuse it together. And anybody who knows about back pain would hear this and know that Kevin's probably going to be in back pain for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Because there is no, you know what I mean? There is no way to fuse crushed vertebrae back together without it being pain. Because you use your back all the time. You're standing up on it. It's going to drastically, it's going to drastically affect his life because he's not going to be able to stand up for a long time. Probably how he sits, you know, you so know in movies and movies. all those running stunts. And, and that's why a lot of people with back problems oftentimes develop addictions. That, that was my next point. I really do hope that the people around him aren't enabling him. And I hope that they're mm-hmm. paying very close attention yep. to what's happening right now. Because the mm-hmm. opioid crisis is real. And I'm sure he's yeah. on the best painkillers. Yeah. And something about the whole situation. Well, not something. A lot of it doesn't make sense to me. Me either. So he went down the, the curb. I mean, went down the side of the street. In Muhalan, side of the cliff, ten feet. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine falling t- ten feet? No, it's, it's like that's a lot. It's, it's, it's a good little dip. It's a little, it's a whoop de whoop. It's a whoop de whoop. And so, and then going fast, apparently. Mm-hmm. So that happened at one, like almost one o'clock in the morning. So that brings me so much questions. Like, like when I think about late at night type of stuff happening, I think about what my mama used to say: "Ain't nothing busy at night but the devil." Mm. The devil's out there and it's busy. So what? What? My mom's main thing was, what were you doing? Like if mm-hmm. my brother got in trouble late at night, he said, well, "What were you doing out at that time? Mm-hmm. You couldn't be doing nothing related to the God, to the Lord." So 
That's how I feel when I listen to these certain things. Feels when I what, got what were you doing at one o'clock in the morning, driving off the side of the cliff in Muhalan? Right. Well, when I got hit by that drunk driver on New Year's Eve, it was like four a.m. and my my mom was like, "Why were you on the road at four a.m. in the first place?" I was like, "Never mind that." But that's a good question. I was like, okay, I get it. Your ass shouldn't have been out at that time. I was going home. Yeah, but you what you were doing before you went home. See that see, that's the problem. So (laughs) Kevin so apparently he went down the cliff and his security team took him out of the car. Mm -hmm. At first it said that Kevin got out the car. But how you going with four crushed vertebrae? How are you going to buy yourself, get out the car, and go up a 10-foot ravine right. or side of the cliff? Because in the report, so he walked away from it. Right. But, Ain't no walking away. And, and but, the, then the 911 call said that the bone was sticking out of his back. Right. The, the woman on the 911 call said that there is a bone protruding out of the back of his back. And so where was the security? Were they following the car? Or did he just call them instead of waiting for the ambulance? It's it's it, from what I from what I have read, it still doesn't all make sense. It says that the he wasn't too far from his house and he calls the security and the security came. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing that you know about back injuries and neck injuries is that you do not move Mm-mm. the patient. So if you're in a car accident, you wait for the emergency services to get there so they can come down there with the gurney. And yeah, so you don't make it worse. Mm -hmm. You can make it worse. They could have possibly paralyzed him by moving him before the trained professionals were on the scene. Let alone pulling him from the window of a car. Correct. And what is so what is so important that you are going to pull him from the car before the ambulance gets there? And take him home. Right. Unless the car was on fire. And the car wasn't on fire. Well, wouldn't you be like, hey, stay stay right here. You're good. I'm here. The ambulance is on its way. Yes. You know, let me just keep right. talking to you. See who else is in the car. Mm-hmm. Maybe help get them out of the car, too. Yeah. And they wanted, they made, tried to make it very t- clear, his team did, that he was not driving. Mm-hmm. So literally TMZ put out a post right. that Kevin, it, it's proven by his injuries that he was not driving. Why do you need to put out a post when he's in the hospital recovering from four crushed vertebrae about who was driving the fucking car? Because you want the public consciousness to know that you were not driving. Right. That's why. But that means something is going on. That adds to the fishiness of it. There's a fishy smell going on. You know, and then pulling him out before the ambulance gets there and they go to the house and that's where they find him Mm -hmm. and they take him to the hospital and there's two other people in the car. That they just left. No, the two other, well, the girl got away with no injuries or minor injuries, and the guy sustained, you know, substantial mm-hmm. injuries too. But they went to diff- two different hospitals. It just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And imagine too, like if so, you just gonna leave us in the car? That's what I'm saying. You gonna pull Kevin out? But you gonna leave? I, we got we got the way we here because we're not the celebrities, so we just gonna be up in here. We we're not all just gonna go to Kevin's house. Mm-hmm. Just just Kevin. Yeah. And then in the midst of this going on. An interview that he had taped um, a little bit about a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, uh, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X interview. The, the shop. Of all the people to pair him with, it would have to be Kevin Hart, who has a history of saying homophobic things. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing just pissed me off. So basically, how Kevin is now manifesting his homophobia, which is what it is. We got to speak what it is. Yeah. You know, we got to speak what it is. And what it is is. Kevin made some comments years ago and actually did a lot of stand up about like what would happen if his kid was gay. Mm-hmm. And he said that he would take the dollhouse, hit him over the head with the dollhouse. Something yeah, like he'd that. beat him. Basically. He'd beat him. So he would get physical with his kid with a toy that was stereotypically associated with something that allegedly gays played with, gay mm-hmm. boys played with the dollhouses. So stereotypical. Ugh. So anyway, he did that. He said those things. He somewhat apologized for it. And that was right around, as you guys remember, when he was about to host the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And that did not happen after these tweets came back to life, right? Fast forward to now, he's on a show where um, he's talking to Little Nas in the barbershop, which is a triggering thing for a lot of young gay men because of how hetero and masculine and, and disrespectful they can be, straight men can be, in the barbershop to gay men mm, and women and women. It's a whole thing. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. That's triggering to begin with. So 
here you have Lil Nas talking about, Lil Nas X talking about, you know, why he chose to come out now at the pinnacle of his career. Because he didn't, you know, a lot of people are like, why would you do this now? Because he, but he's saying like, I want to do it now because it shouldn't be a thing. And I want people to know that this is who I am. Right. And, and I don't want to do it later when people feel like I just need attention. When I have all the attention right now, now's when I'm going to do it. Exactly. And then how Kevin's homophobia manifests is that he kept well, cutting him off. Why'd you come out? Why? Well, yeah. why? why? He, he kept cutting him off. To, he, he goes from being the one that was proven why. You know, what Kevin was saying back in the day was on Twitter was the exact reason why people are afraid to come out and say they're gay. Right. And I'm right? glad that And then to try back. to pretend like he didn't do that. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't that person. Now mm-hmm. he's the person that pretends that like is not a thing. It's not a big deal. What was a big deal when you were talking about beating your son about it? Exactly. Like, why, why, why would it, why would it matter? He basically saying like, why does it matter? Right. Lil Nas was like, well, if you were really from the hood, then you would know. Yep. And then fast forward to, um, how does I say his last name? Budacek? Pete Budacek? The Budiak? I don't know. Yeah. The other guy. So he was on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. And Charlemagne tried to take the same angle. Mm-hmm. And the way he read him, his Miranda rights, he got him right together. He basically was like, what it sounds like to me is similar when people say, I don't see color. And I said, help me somebody. <laughs> help me, Jesus. He's basically saying, when you say, you know, why are you afraid to come out? Like, well, you know, why, the, mm-hmm. why is there an issue? Why is it a thing? What's that kind of what I'm saying to you where I don't see color? That shut him up. What way Charlemagne shut the fuck up? And he was in the room for the little Nas X thing. And I was just like, this is just the wrong, the wrong. Charlemagne was in the room too? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, they cut to him. He and what was, he, he said? was quiet during that part, but he was in the room. Yeah. And it was it, like, why? And also, I didn't understand why Kevin kept feeling the need to cut him off. Mm. Let him talk. Let him say what he need to say. Yeah. But the reason why he kept cutting him off is because he felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he knew he didn't know how to, because of how he truly feels, he didn't know how to deal with it. He didn't know how to like go with it. He knew he couldn't say how he truly feels. So he was just trying to act like he was going to be like devil. He was trying to hurry the conversation along, mm-hmm. basically. All right. He's trying to get through it. But baby, they got the right one because it could not have been me in that room. Mm. Like I know Lil Nas X is like, what, 20, 21? Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't really got his, you know... Mm-hmm. No, but he, he, I'm very impressed with him. Me too. In in that sense, I'm just saying that yeah. I, that would have been a very different conversation yeah. had it have been a me. Yeah. But I'm happy it was a him and not a you because we need to see it. People need to see that you don't have to lose your shit on ignorance. Mm-hmm. He just, he just dressed him and kept talking. Like he's very like, I was like, why are you so calm? He's very calm, intelligent. Like, mm-hmm. and he actually can dance and he's a little jig. You know what I mean? Like it, it don't need to be us up in there popping off. I would have. Yeah, I know you would. And that would have been a whole different thing. <laughs> Listen, don't don't let the calm voice fool you. Yeah, you done took you would took it from there to HBO to World Star. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Hands would have been flown. <laughs> but so that happened with Kevin. He taped that before and then that came out after this. While he's recovering. And then people were like, Well, you can't drag him right now. The car already did that. <laughs> no. I mean oh. <laughs> I was just saying people saying you can't drag him right now. Because oh, because he's recovering. Okay, he's recovering. Oh. And you said, <laughs> "Whoops, yes, that is shocking. <laughs> that was shocking." Oh, um, I just, it, it is unfortunate. I think it's it's really unfortunate. And also, what Pete Buttigieg or whatever his last name is said was that he said a lot. Oftentimes, that people who make the most noise are the ones that, for whatever reason, are not truly comfortable with mm. it. That he dropped he 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 read him in a very sophisticated white way. Mm. It was very like that was a read. That was a real real read. And I was like, wow. And Charlemagne had nothing to say. I don't know why. I think maybe Charlemagne is busy nowadays and he doesn't quite prepare for these interviews and stuff. But people have been reading him left and right in regards to him trying to play the devil devil advocate. Asking these things. And I don't even think in that situation he was playing the devil's attitude because a lot of people think that why is it an issue? You know, the why, black the black why community are you making is, it such a big yeah, deal. The black community is so you know accepting of the gay community. What? Why well, need to tell anybody your business in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. What you do in private, blah 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 blah. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. So that's okay, as well. Right. Let's get into some of the say what now. Do you have any say what now? Oh, uh, I was gonna say did you see a girl Wendy on the view. I did I saw I think a clip of her interview, but I did see her 
on um, Andy Cohen. I didn't watch that. There was a clip of Andy Cohen where she was talking about 50 Cent. Mm. And she was saying that she was one of the first people to play 50 Cent um, when he came out. And she got in trouble because, you know, you're only supposed to play what's on the playlist. Mm -hmm. And she played it. And, you know, she understands why 50 is the way he is. And whatever the case may be, she kept it cute because she knew that 50 would go in on her. Mm -hmm. And he kind of still did on his page. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Wendy still, for me, it's like, I, I, I also hope that she gets the help she needs. Okay. Well, say what now? A 74 year old woman gave birth to twins. And then her husband had a stroke. Yep. But yeah. 74 year old woman having via in vitro at that. They just wanted to have kids. They want to have kids literally before they die. I guess they wanted to leave their mark on this earth. And I just feel sorry for the kids. Yeah. Because they're going to grow up without parents. Correct. It's like, it's like right now, my mother, I am, yes, my mother is 30. I mean, my, I'm 38 and my mother is 75, 76. So I can't even imagine her popping out twins, popping out twins. And like, you know what I mean? It's already a thing now mm-hmm. that I'm almost like, you know, like I'm almost 40 and I, I, I feel when she's getting older and like slowing down and all mm-hmm. those things and like that hurts me. You know, I can only imagine if you are an infant. Right. And like, or you, by the time you look up, you in the first, second grade. And your parents And your parents in the nursing home. You know, yeah. that's, that's, they trying it. I think so. But they're going to break a record, I think. They're going to certify that she's the oldest person to give birth mm. on record. Um, a 14 year old, uh, 14 year old Ohio students fed teachers crepes covered in their semen and urine. <laughs> what did those so, teachers do to those students? I don't know. And, and like, my thing is that I, the semen you could probably get away with in terms of mixing it with things, but urine is a very distinct smell. Mm. So how would you, I mean, how much urine did you put in there? Because you know, you know, piss is piss and it's right. hard to cover up piss. Well, they mix it into um, barbecue sauce <laughs> and they served it with chicken and they made like, you know, like crepes with chicken sandwich wow. type things or yeah wow how did, they how, brought it to school the boys brought it to school to give to the boy to to mix it all together so they transported it from their home to school <laughs> oh, hey guys hey guys here's my our stuff here's my nut oh my god <laughs> it's kind of like oh, wow. and see and that's why you just cannot eat everybody's food Mm-mm. and you cannot eat things that everybody gives you yep and that's just kind of that wow that's just kind of that um, and the last one I found interesting, a University of Illinois student was charged mm. with a hate crime after leaving a noose in a campus elevator. Mm. Now. And the person is, looks very gender nonconforming. Correct. So this person knows very well what, uh, what, what constitutes, constitutes as a hate crime. Right. You know, and I think there's a lot of conversation about, you know, especially amongst white gays and white gender non-conforming people you know i'm a minority too and i'm not racist but there is a lot of racism and a lot of discrimination within these already discriminated against communities oh yeah and this was a really interesting example of that right so showing you how yes how we live in our own world of this is who we are but we still discriminate against other people correct or we don't want people to discriminate against you for certain things but yet as a person that is likely to be discriminated against, you didn't discriminate against someone else. Mm-hmm. That's cray cray. Mm-hmm. But it's very normal. It is. It's very normal. And, you know, I experienced that here in LA a lot. It's like, you know, you would think that these liberal people will be some of the most open minded people, but when it comes mm-hmm. push to a shove, if you become their neighbor, they have an issue. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, wow, I have a black gay neighbor. <laughs> How do I feel about how that? How do I feel about that? You know, publicly, I feel like, yay, but internally, I'm like, hey, what the fuck? And then you wonder how we got Trump. So I think yeah. that's a good place to end it. It is. I think. Yeah. I just thought about something like, we got to figure out what to do for your birthday coming up. I mean, in March. Oh, I'm saying, we I think do- I know. I think I know. I have, for your 30th. I have a plan. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it off air until I get it situated, but it's going to be oh. fun. I'm leaving. You leaving? I'm leaving. You got to go? I'm going. Good. I'm going far away. Far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna have to like do an audio podcast. Yeah. And you have to call in. Oh yeah, because we yeah. No, like a, we'll just do it before you leave. Yeah. We talk about. We gotta do something for the love muffins too, though. We, we gotta should. like do something to celebrate. Well, maybe we'll do like a live show or something. That'd yeah, that'd be cool before you go. Yeah. 
All right, Love Muffins, thank you so much for listening to us um, and things of that nature. You can always find us on lovebescott.com. Yep. We're also on Google Play and iTunes. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, yep. Stitcher. So uh, it's not Google Play, it's Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Huh? Google, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yep, and the whole shebang. The whole shebangy. And go to all the respective places and review us and yep. tell us, tell people how much you love the show because we love you. Mm-hmm. And in, until next time, double kisses. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to the B Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. Thank you.